boom. We're live versus 61. Yes, we're getting better at remembering what number it is. <laughs> well, the number one way to do it is to, you know, when we schedule this pod recording, to actually put the episode number on top. So, we yeah, know what we're getting ourselves into. Yeah. But yeah, how the, how's it going? It's been a few weeks since we chatted. It's been a little, um, little hectic, um, you know, around here. Um, getting into the swing of things for summer, you know, prepping that backyard space, getting that container garden going. Um, yeah. Had to make the, the backyard habitable. Habitable for, for humans. I don't think <laughs> we, don't we discussed have... it. I had that battle with the raccoon under my deck. Yeah. And I had to flush that thing out. I'm not afraid to say it. I used physical force to coerce that raccoon out of there. <laughs> you know what? You, you probably did it, did it in a more humane way. If it was up to me, actually, I'm pretty sure we, we spoke about this a year ago when I had my raccoon problem. <laughs> but like it, your raccoon being under under your deck, I I don't know. I I may or may not, or in a hypothetical situation, you know, this raccoon might experience a little bit of a a hot shower, if you know what I mean. Yes, hot showers, very cleansing, actually. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but I had to do what I had to do, you know, obviously, you know, not want to break any laws. I did look up like the laws, like what am I allowed to do? <laughs> um, I, but, I think there's like, there's got to be a exception because um, goddamn squirrels and, and raccoons, I get it. They're, they're part of nature. They're, they're around us, you know, the spaces and hours and we should share it. But man, are they fucking annoying? They're one of the biggest nuisance uh, of being a homeowner. Like that's the last thing you ever want to deal with. Yeah, my perspective on them has changed ever since you know becoming a homeowner. I used to think, oh, they're like squirrels are just rats with good PR. Basically, they got like the bushy tail, and they're all <laughs> yeah. cute and shit. And raccoons normally don't bug you, right? They're just around. Yeah. Until they get in your house, some way or another, then you, you, know got, you got a problem. Like- the, the the big thing about these raccoons out here, it seems like they've adapted, right? They've evolved. They're on a higher level, like especially squirrels too. I've seen squirrels just like they don't even flinch. I can get within like two feet of them, yeah, and they would not run off. And it's it's kind of nuts. And and these raccoons, they they can be like out walking, strolling through your backyard, like where your fences and just look at you and be like, what are you looking at? I'm like, dude, what are you looking at? What are you doing here? Shouldn't you be yeah. running away? Shouldn't? <laughs> Why are we so confrontational here? Yo, I had that encounter just the other day. So after I flushed the raccoon out, um, I bought some chicken wire, stapled it up on the trellis underneath the deck, got that all patched up. Then I was sitting down like last week reading in the backyard. Like this is like 5 p.m. And then this raccoon just walks across the fence. And then it just stops and looks at me. And I didn't know whether it was the same raccoon, whether it was a relative or like an auntie or something of the other raccoon. And it just stopped and kind of looked at me like wishfully, like wish I could live under that deck. And then I just did that, <laughs> that thing where you fake getting up. 
and that thing yeah. just ran over the fence. Man, speaking of like raccoons just walking up and stuff, it happens in my mom's backyard too. It's, I think it was last year. I was just we we're eating dinner, and yeah, it's so strange because these raccoons are supposed to be nocturnal, right? This was not like like your experience was five p.m. My experience was like during dinner time too last year, and the raccoon just walked straight up to the to the door, like the backyard door, like looking in, like what's up? I'm like, this is not right. This raccoon might have rabies or some shit going on. Yeah, we've had such a weird impact on their evolution and their development. So, I mean, I suppose we can't hate. I mean, hate the player, hate the game, right? Or don't pay the player, hate the game. Or however it goes. <laughs> but, um, you know, they've adapted so well to the environment. Um, them and squirrels to them become a nuisance. And even rabbits now. Like, I used to think rabbits are so adorable. And now rabbits are always, like, eating your flowers and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I have rabbits out in my lawn because there's like a patch of grass that I never mow. Uh, and so it's all all weeded out and all that crap. And they're feeding and feasting on it. And every single morning I see like rabbit shit right on my doorway. And I was like, motherfucker, you know what? Whatever. They're rabbits. It's all cool. They're not doing me any harm. My garden's, my, my garden's on a raised bed garden, so they can't really climb up there. Squirrels, though, I don't know. I'm going to have to put up a, a camera to see what the hell they're doing up there. I'm scared they might be digging up digging up my seeds and all that. Yeah, like, you know those rabbits are fucking on your lawn, like, 100%. That, that's what <laughs> rabbits do, right? So, I, you know, I used to go on these walks with Sarah, and we would see all these rabbits everywhere. Um and I, I, I told her I can probably catch one bare hand, like straight up. If it's a 20-yard dash, I think I can get one. Do you think Do you think I'm out of my mind? Somewhat. I don't know. Those things, those things have such good hearing because those ears are so big. And I just made that okay, assumption. Let's, say, let's, let's assume, you know, the, the typical distance of where they see you yeah. before they kind of like run off. And it's an open field. Like, you know, they can't go underneath a fence or whatever because I can't jump fences or slide underneath a fence like a video game. Yeah. But let's say if it's an open soccer field, you know, they have a 10-yard lead. Is there a chance? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, if you could tire that thing out, maybe. But I don't know. They're pretty agile. I don't know. I, I, I think I have probably like a maximum 50 to 60-yard dash before I gas out myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. But, uh, but at least your at least your your goals are realistic. I, I saw this survey the other week about people estimating or people saying what size animal they could take in a in a fight with no weapons. And there's a lot of people that think they can like take a bear or like a crocodile, <laughs> <laughs> like like a head off. Dude, I can't even take on. I think if a cat was any bigger. Like a size, like a twenty-inch cat, you know that cat's out there to fuck you up because they're they're a killer. The only reason why these house cats aren't here killing people is because they know physically they can't do it. But give them a little extra size, like you know, like a size of a golden retriever cat, like a like a lynx. That cat can probably fuck you fuck us up pretty much. Like, I mean, I've been all into like wildlife lately, like urban wildlife. So I've been watching. 
um, videos about coyotes and yeah. like videos about coyotes getting into people's houses and stuff. Like those coyotes yeah. are so timid, right? You could probably beat a coyote in a fight, no problem. They're just basically small dogs that are really scared of everything. Um, Wildcats, I don't know. Like cats are, are, are one. The cats are next level. You know, cats are like the most. They they kill so many birds and like house cats. We're talking about like that. There's been articles that's written out that like they kill like X number of birds, which is like a crazy amount when you think about it. Um, just because you know, and, and birds can fly, and these cats can somehow figure out a way to to basically nullify their advantage of being able to fly away and still kill these birds. Yeah, I mean... It's nuts. You can't take that instinct out of them, right? But anyways, backyard is habitable <laughs> now. I mean, it's a long way around it. You know, getting ready for, you know, those uh, five people outdoor gatherings uh, that we're allowed to have, which is good. You know, just enjoy our... Try to enjoy a one-dose summer hopefully a two-dose summer coming up you know things are looking good uno's dose tres man dosekis and then you'll forget about how many doses you have after that true i mean that's that's what's going to happen on the patios that, that, that are opening tomorrow like is it tomorrow uh sorry friday i always forget what day it is um but you know some of these restaurants aren't really ready to open um, you know, they got to call people in and prepare, but, you know, rest assured the population is going to be out there lining up to be on that patio. Well, we get to see all that happening down, down in the States right now, especially out in the East coast, you got Boston, New York, Florida, you know, Texas, they've, they've opened everything up. Everything's like max capacity, no need for, for a mask and everything. I'm I'm looking forward to it because I'm just wondering like there's got to be that moment when when we get to go out there like I don't know like maybe a baseball game or something like that or just being walking around and it's gonna dawn on you the first time that you know wow you know how quick it is and such a strange feeling everyone's probably euphoric just to be around each other at that point. Yeah, I mean it's a little bit of like fear of missing out nostalgia like you want to be with where the people are at for a second and then it's going to get really annoying being around people again <laughs> yeah we're, we're probably at that age where we can't handle it because i'm just thinking back like, like all those times of being a complete drunk ass and how annoying i was i can't imagine having to deal with someone else just like me but now that i'm older and prefer to not be as drunk <laughs> You, you don't prefer yeah. your body can't handle it no more. Just be honest. Yeah, I'm, it, it's yeah. I can't day drink anymore. Like the second I have more than two beers, it's like game over time. You know, after two hours, it's just a sluggish. All I'd want to do is just sleep. Yeah, I mean, if you have those beers like outside in the sun, maybe that's a little different. It's been a long time since that for sure, um, but. But yeah, I'm, you know, everyone's looking forward to being out. And I don't know how quickly I'm going to be out on those patios. Um, you know, there's no patios around where I live, really. So, you know, it would Are be... Are you kidding me, man? You can ride to the patio. You... <laughs> oh, which patios? Like the ones on like Main Street or whatever? 
Wrath of Rome. Yeah, Rome. you got your Main Street, or you even got, like, the, you know, south of 14th. Uh, yeah, I remember the last time we were there, like, I think last year once, that one patio day, right? It was yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. like, busy, right? Pretty packed. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, there's, like, at least four, 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 four or five bars down there. And then, uh, you know, you got Kelsey's. Is that what it's called now? Uh, that's pretty close. Their patio looks looks nice. It's it's just the fact that it's a chain. Yeah, not everyone kind of prefers that. But uh, yeah, the last time I ate at Kelsey's was after a volleyball with our friends. Um, that was probably like ten years ago. I think I recall when that was too. It's, it's and been, that Kelsey closed down. It's been a long it's time, now, man. It's now an All Star Wings. <laughs> oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. Oh man, but it's happening. I'm uh, hopefully decking out my 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 backyard for for you know just hanging out, having you guys over. Yeah, I mean you got to be cautiously optimistic here with um, you know some of these. You know, we we most of us now have the one dose. Um, you know, those numbers are declining in Ontario, which is great. They still have those like India variant that is somewhat escalating in other places that have opened so i think we just have to be pretty cautious right now still we can't go like all out right now which i think you know canada's doing pretty good at not going all out um you know people got to get that sorry go ahead how do you feel about this the way that everything's being moved around um you know canada was under you know i think from a couple of uh, office meetings I've had, you know, those uh, meetings where you have like a five minute chat at the beginning and people just talk to each other and all that. Uh, I think my, one of our, my colleague mentioned that Ontario or Canada uh, has one of the longest, if not the longest lockdown in the world. In the world? Really? In the world. Like, I don't think we've, Granted, like compared to other places like UK, their lockdown is really locked down. They have a curfew and everything, but we've been under lockdown for. If you think about it, if you look back, it's been pretty much all of 2021 for all of maybe minus, you know, three or four weeks. Yeah, I mean, is it is it that hard to believe? Is it that hard to believe? Thinking about it, we're one of the the world's most developed nations. We actually have the ability to have a government that creates these rules that can lock us down. Um, and as opposed to some developing nations that maybe don't have the enforcement or the ability to do it, um, where they kind of struggle with it and they don't really bother with it. You know, we have that ability, but also um, we have milder politics here that would lend itself to it as opposed to like the United States or other places. And we're not an Island. So we're not Australia. We're not New Zealand. Like to me, it, it it sort of makes sense in my head, and I don't know about you. I just find is it in a way I I feel like we're we we have a very sheep mentality, right? Where it's like you know what we see how the U.S. are they're not doing it right. We're going to do it, but we're going to enforce it, and everyone's just going to follow it. And I, I granted there are a handful of people that are against it. Um, you know, I for one is like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Um, and, but yeah, it's just like they're pushing the boundaries right now. Now we're talking about one province, Manitoba, suggesting that they're going to do employ a vaccine 
passport that's a qr code um i don't know man it's just like it seems like everyone they're saying people are willing to kind of go into it because a couple months ago you know just at the start of the vaccine uh rollout there's uh you know canada was thinking about it but then there was so much pushback amongst the public that everyone kind of backtracked and backed away from it and now they're like you know thinking about pushing it forward again yeah i mean i don't know what manitoba is doing manitoba has been in serious serious trouble i think they've been one of the worst provinces um not in terms of sheer numbers in terms of percentages manitoba and alberta have struggled um with the pandemic um in terms of vaccine passport i don't i don't know like is manitoba banking on that tourism um or i guess it would be people leaving manitoba it's more so for manitoba manitobans um yeah people that live in manitoba that wants to travel across canada uh, and don't want to quarantine back at home if they you know they're basically saying if you have this passport you can travel within canada and when you come back you don't have to do the quarantine um yeah it's it's not for people like us like ontarians right going in there uh and then showing showing our passport but you know how it is with with this it's like if one province pushes it through um the rest will follow again sheep mentality right yeah i mean i don't know i mean no one's being forced to get this um certainly if they push it from a, a private enterprise perspective like you know, um, airlines, sporting venues, um, other public places try to um, have this in place. Um, you know, certainly you might have it. Uh, I don't know whether the, the email that you, you actually receive the vaccine should be enough proof. Like you don't need to like have a whole new system and a whole new thing to show someone that you got the vaccine. I don't trust any government to roll that out properly. And then you're going to have yeah. like fraudulent stuff happening with that. I don't know. Like it's, I mean, as far as I'm aware, really, I think other than what attending school with your, your vaccination record, there's no other business that requires you to be vaccinated for anything. Is that correct? Or, I mean, I'm, I'm probably mostly correct on that. Yeah. That's the whole anti-vaxxer statement. Not just like, not specifically for COVID, but more so like for all the other stuff like measles and all that stuff that, you know, if there's been an uptick of parents not vaccinating their child, uh, children um, and still going to school. But then if you don't vaccinate your child, you know, you expose the rest of them, you know, to, you know, to basically like polio and all this stuff that should be like have been eliminated. Yeah. Um, and it's just part of like the the human rights, right? You have the rights to believe in what you want to believe in um but then it's just when you have a passport and to go to an event and stuff it creates like a class system right you're like saying hey you know if you want to do this or like a what's that fancy word of saying it Uh, um can't remember what we call it off the top of my head but it's just almost like you have to show like hey i'm vaccinated so i can come in but if you're not vaccinated you can't come in yeah and stuff um it's uh, i think it's 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 crazy when you think of, when you look at how we we pride ourselves in giving people the freedom and all that, and then we always say like, "Oh, China is a state where they'll monitor you 
and they'll like watch over you so much. And then now when you open your eyes, Canada actually has a lot of that shit. Like, you know, you look around every single street corner, there are, there are cameras there. Who knows? Like it could be tracking you. It might not be tracking to, to the same extent as what China has, which is like the whole, you know, with social point system. Yeah. It It is funny. You bring up China and you are getting real smooth at these, my friend, uh, John Cena. <laughs> It's only smooth if you don't bring it up. <laughs> I missed that whole part you cut out, and hopefully that didn't cut out on the audio. But you probably had a banging one-liner there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Cena. Um, John Cena put his foot in his mouth. Uh, the star, uh, or one of the stars of, what's it, Fast and Furious 9. There's nine of these movies. I want to know what the name is because it's ridiculous. I'm just gonna look it up. Furious Nine. Pull that up for me, Jamie. Uh, I think no, it's just Fast F Nine. That's it. I thought they they called it something else, you know, like you know, F Nine, Fat Too Fast, Too Furious kind of stuff. Uh, Who knows? Oh, it actually, just I've watched maybe one of these, maybe the first one, um, and you know, probably you mean outside of outside of uh, you watched the original two or three. Where it's still normal cars, uh, yeah, and cars weren't like jumping off buildings, and like there wasn't like crazy helicopter explosions and stuff. It was just about cars. I mean, these days, if you want to watch street racing, just go out on any Toronto street, and you got motorcycles <laughs> and like these souped-up cars doing their racing out there. But anyways, yeah. back on on subject, John John Cena, um, you know, he was just promoting his movie. Um, he mentioned. Uh, Taiwan's going to be one of the first countries that gets to see it, uh, and then, boom, that was that was his mistake right there. Um, he called Taiwan a country, and then what happened next was was truly surprising. This is John Cena of like WWE fame, like this tough guy getting hit in the head with chairs and like getting drop kicked and stuff, and you know flying around the ring. Dude, you see this guy's apology. This guy was groveling. So he was begging for forgiveness. Like in, in Mandarin, by the way. That's what I wanted to say. Like we can't we can't you know just skim over the fact that this man speaks perfect in my in my books it's pretty perfect Mandarin. I heard it was good. Yeah. It was it was good. Like it's you know, sometimes when you're speaking a language that you're learning and you're when you're an adult, it's just you don't have like the tones and like the way that everything kind of flows but this guy was like on point you know it's still white dude speaking mandarin but as an asian man knowing how hard mandarin is to to speak (laughs) i was very impressed do you like part of it is do you think he just did that apology to show off how good he is at mandarin i think because i know well i know wwe (laughs) Tombo wrestling there uh, was trying to make a push like all major sports into the China market, right? Because that's where the money is. Because that's like the next place, you know, the Wild West to kind of expand your 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 business, your industry. Um, so that's why he was he he went and learned Mandarin. That's that's one of his reasons. Well, that's I mean uh, he, he's he's exceptional for learning it. I, I wouldn't imagine like you know who who the hell is, is still wrestling like the Undertaker or like Brock Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I don't know who's still wrestling. Um, I wouldn't imagine them going out there and learning Mandarin. Yeah. I mean, John Cena is a movie star. 
successful wrestler. I don't know if he still wrestles, anyways. Like, but um, yeah, he's fairly it's successful. Like the rock. But you know, man, that apology was—it was tough to watch. It was—it was not good, man. He was groveling. Like he looked like yeah. he was at gunpoint. Well, the dude was pretty much stuck in in a rock and hard place, right? Think about it. You're hired. He's he's hired not because he's gonna pull in. He, he he's basically a villain, right? He's one of the villains for the movie, um, and the reason why he's selected there is to make money for the franchise, and because what he said, you know, by accident, um, triggered like the Chinese, because it seems like the Chinese government is now really really aggressive in terms of how they want to play this game. Uh, if you say anything wrong, um, they're gonna react, and it's not even a subtle reaction. Did you think that they were going to pull the movie or something? Because I, I heard the movie's done well in China, like really well. No, I don't think it's a movie kind of thing. It's more so like you're going to have a lot of like pro, like very pro, you know, Chinese government uh, people that think, you know, the Chinese government can't do anything wrong and they'll buy into the belief that Taiwan is a is part of China and belongs to China uh, and they shouldn't recognize it. And to support the fact that, you know, someone even recognizes Taiwan as a country, they're willing to kind of boycott a movie. Come on, like, look at Mulan. <laughs> Mulan got boycotted. Yeah, they tried because, to get us to buy it for like 35 bucks. Yeah, but, um, yeah, they tried to get her, like, that movie kind of boycotted. Actually, no, that was Hong Kong that was trying to get boycotted. So, you know, and... Well, what do we expect in people like John Cena to do, right? It's he's not well versed in in like the geopolitics of the world. I mean, can, can he not fall back on that as um, maybe an excuse? Like he's a wrestler, he's an entertainer, he's not a politician, he's not supposed to know this. So, I mean, when he gets in trouble for saying that, and by all accounts, he's getting. You know, fans backlashing against him who are just outraged or whatever. Probably people who, like, it's typical that people get who get outraged are not the people who are going to support you in the first place, right? They're just people that get outraged just to get outraged. Um, unless the government or some officials, like, leaned on him, I don't know why it was so important for him to just, you know, grovel like that. You don't think there's people up in, like, like, the company, whatever company is the one that uh, that produces those film, the film producers the studio, him, yeah, the studio. Like you don't think studio heads are telling him, "Hey, you better go and apologize," because you know we put X amount of money and we expect China to be the one to be the biggest market for this movie. I mean, I can understand that. I can understand them saying, "Hey, look, John, you know, um, you know what you said there." Um, you know, we want you to issue an apology. Please write a state- statement. Uh, you could issue a video statement or whatever. But the way he delivered it was honestly pathetic. It was a joke. It is, and at the same time, not because if you got to take into like the cultural difference uh, between what an apology is, you know, in a like in the Chinese culture versus what it is in like Western culture, it's completely different, right? Like you can come out here and you just say sorry. Like, I just think, like, if I did something wrong as a kid, 
to say like my parents like if i apologize it's not just a simple kind of sorry like how my kid nowadays just like we tell him like say sorry <laughs> like yeah do you even mean it no but like you have to kind of as a chinese person like i understand the way that he apologized it, it is very like western people call it like kowtowing but dude it's crazy that, that, if i ever yeah. offend you I am not apologizing to you like that. That's crazy. I may yeah, as I don't well. expect you to apologize like that. <laughs> it is insane. It is insane. Like I think I encourage everyone to go out and watch that apology if you haven't watched it. But dude, this is John Cena, Mister. I can't or you can't. You can't see me. <laughs> it's like yeah, we see you on your knees for China. Yeah, but I, I yeah, it's horrible in that sense. Again, between the rock and the hard place, right? Because who who are you going to... No one's going to be happy. Both sides can't be happy. You're either going to offend the Chinese side or you're going to offend, you know, like the woke crowd over here in, in, in the States. Is it the woke crowd, really? Or is it... I mean, we're here in, in North America. You know, both uh, Canada and U.S. have some issues with China. You know, China has two... Chinese, uh, two Canadian citizens held hostage there. You know, we got, you know, the Huawei executive here, and you know, the U.S. and China have had their issues uh, over the last, you know, over the last century. I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, they've been escalating, you know, a lot recent years. But you know, we're seeing like a lot of China for what it is, um, both the good and the bad, and it's like a symbiotic relationship between you know, North America and, and China. Um, but, you know, all the human rights stuff and the pressure they're putting on their, um, you know, their regions, right? I want to be careful. I don't want to have to apologize to a bunch of people. Um, you know, um, Taiwan, Hong Kong, um, you know, we're seeing that for what it is, right? We may not understand all the nuances behind it, but, you know, people have a right to say, you know, what John Cena is doing is kind of—it's kind of disgusting. Like in a way, I understand he he would have to apologize or you know correct his statement, but the way he did it was was pretty bad. I mean, this is different. Um, you know, John Cena and his fast and furious dick sucking of China. Um, a little different from like LeBron James. You remember what LeBron uh, said about um, Daryl Morey's tweet? The Houston Rockets is he GM? Uh, the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Uh, 76ers now. Yeah. When um, he spoke out about Hong Kong, um, the Hong Kong situation, uh, and then LeBron like went to the press, or uh, he had the media scrum, and he just said, you know, Daryl Moore doesn't know what he's talking about. You shouldn't weigh in on this. And these guys want to protect their, their money, their, their their future, right? Their, their bank account. I understand that. Yeah. And you know what? If the Chinese... Well, first off, I want to say, like when 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 you when people right now relate China to like the the Communist Party of China, they think those are the same. Like they're the same thing. It's almost like saying Trump is America. It's not right. Um, it's just a party that's that's running that country. I'm sure there. Uh, I'm positive there's like more good people and people that are stuck in a situation where they're living in China and they can't get out. Um, but I made the same argument probably, uh, to you about Israel, right? The other week or whatever, 
where it's yeah. like, well, people are jumping on like Israelis and, and Jewish people. It's like, hey, wait a second. It's the Netanyahu government that has been crazy like the last little while, right? Yeah. But also the people that are actually actively going in and settling in in land that it's illegal, where ever since World War II, you cannot settle and take over land like that. And it's written in whatever international law. Yeah. You can't do that. But they're doing that. That's mm-hmm. a little bit different in that sense. Somewhat. Um, yeah. But there, it's... Yeah, it's it's just to a point where they have control. You can say what you want to say. Well, I'm talking about like the U.S. or or Canada. You can say what you want to say. We value as a democracy, as a capitalist market, money. And guess what they have? They have the ultimate trump card. They control our money. Yeah, they buy our goods. They're they're the number one consumer of our goods, and also they're the number one producer of all of our what we want, our iPhones. Our, so- our 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 sneakers, pretty much everything, at, man. Look at Nike, pretty right? much everything. Yeah, look yeah. at Nike. Nike just came out with just a simple statement, like, "Oh, we just want to make sure that you know, like our our cons comes from a I don't know, like, was it like Uyghur free, you know, production or something like that." Guess what? Bam, China's right there getting them all, uh, you know, pretty much boycotting them, and guess. Guess what? They hit them where it hurts, which is like for America, America's ran by corporations. <laughs> and you know what? Corporations don't give a fuck about, you know, human rights and all that clearly yeah. because they will, they'll turn around, pay a kid, a 12 year old kid, like what, 25 cents an hour to make your sneakers and then turn around to us and then sell those sneakers back to us for 250 bucks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's a vicious cycle. It's, pretty much like we can talk to talk but how can we even walk the walk as a country i mean it's it's hard to relate to um you know corporations on on one hand um have all the rights of people but none of the consequences of a person um you know rich people john cena lebron james are used to a certain lifestyle right you know they are looking to protect their current and future investments, uh, all their business dealings. Um, it would be very detrimental for them to mess up that relationship, right? I understand that. Um, is there a smoother way around it? I don't know, right? Um, I just look at it as, as shocking, right? Um, just to see, you know, some guy with this tough guy persona, you know, pretty much on his knees groveling, right? Like someone's going to, you know, shoot him in the head. It just, I don't know. Well, if he wants, if John Cena is striving to become uh, a movie star instead of being a wrestler anymore and taking chairs to the head, um, he's he can't go and stand by that statement. Uh, I'm just coming from a John Cena point of view. Like, once he's labeled by the studio heads as untouchable because of what he said, his livelihood's gone. And do we expect someone to just give up their livelihood? Granted, he's a millionaire, so maybe he doesn't really need he's that. He's worth $60 million. Is he? Shit. He's worth a lot of money, man. But, I mean, could this all have been avoided if he just called Taiwan a place instead of a country and just move on? I mean, I mean, it was, it was kind of his mistake in the first place. 
Like, I mean, he would have to be sensitive about that to begin with. And, you know, mistakes are mistakes. Um, now he's, he's forever going to get flack, right? Um, you know, China has over a billion people. Well, will he lose respect across the globe because of this? Are people going to not watch his movies in the Western world because of him becoming John Zena uh, <laughs> after President Xi? <laughs> those are some good memes that were coming out yeah. where they like deep fake like president xi and all those fast and furious movies. yeah <laughs> that's probably it is worth it those yeah um i mean it would people think about it I, I i feel like i hope we were still quick on this topic maybe in the news cycle it's already gone <laughs> like how John Cena had to apologize. Uh, I, I feel like that was just like a flash in a pan, uh, where no one, you know, everyone was all outraged for all of like forty-eight hours, and then they moved on to the next thing. Dude, no one cares about movies anymore. Um, you know, no one's going. Well, I don't know about the states, but I don't see myself in a movie theater. I mean, why? Why am I going there? Um, I mean, he should be apologizing to the people of Taiwan for making them watch that movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, ju- I just don't know. I'm not outraged or anything. It's just, I just find his, I found his demeanor just shocking. That's all. I mean, if I was a fan of his and, um, you know, I, I saw him say that, it'd be kind of annoying, but if I really wanted to watch that movie, I'm watching it anyways, right? Yeah. At the same time, the people that would have watched that movie, do you think the they'll care too much about, you know, who they're apologizing to. Well, I guess so. Maybe, maybe if they're like, if you, if a lot of the Trump supporters are, are also fast and furious fans, I mean, they'll probably be pissed. Some people came there to see Vin Diesel, right? I guess he's still in those movies. Um, you know, whoever else in the movies, again, I haven't watched it since the first one. Um, <laughs> what's even more crazy is like, if people might be outraged by, by John Cena's uh, apology, but at the same time, they, I, I wonder if how many of them realize like how much influence like the Chinese government has on their culture. By culture, I mean people talk about how does Canada have its own culture because really we import a lot of uh, American culture, a culture through media, right? Like movies and such. Yep. But if you see all these studios like Kowtowing and and essentially change in a movie to fit, you know, to to please like the Chinese side, isn't it also change in like the culture of 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 America? Just very like low key change. I mean, some of it is aligned values too, right? Like, um, I heard that I think on the Star Wars posters, um, um, what's his name? The star, I think Finn was it. Johnny um, Boyega, whatever his name is, um, yeah. you know, they made him much smaller on that poster, right? Uh, the Chinese poster, right? Because yeah. I guess you know, black people aren't as whatever desirable in China, um, mm-hmm. and like that's something that you know those meme with that those two arms arm wrestling. America <laughs> and China are aligned on that, right? Um, in other things, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that people say, but, you know, this has come up in different discussions already. 
you know, in the world of politics, where China's like, you know, if you live in a glass house, don't throw stones. Right. So I don't know, you know, from a cultural perspective, there's there's definitely similarities there that, you know, people don't want to look at that are definitely there between, you know, Western nations and, you know, China. It's just that, you know, we, we hear this side of the story and this narrative here, uh, as opposed to, um, you know, what's happening over there. We only hear, you know, what the liberal media kind of wants us to hear or the conservative media. Actually, it's, a, it's actually both sides that are, you know, kind of anti-China, one from the, the human perspective and the other from kind of the economic perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. That's only when they decide to stop talking and trashing each other, these like Fox News and CNN. Um, but you know, I, I don't see it stopping, to be honest. Like they're They're flexing their power. They're flexing their might. Yeah, and we we can be outraged all we want, but at the end of the day, we're like, what are we gonna do? Not, not have, not buy products made in China. It's so hard not to do that. Like, I go on Amazon, and I'm trying to buy buy an item. I try and avoid buying from from China, but everything's made in China these days. If you were to snap your fingers and everything in your house that's made in China disappears, you would probably be on like the dirt right now, the ground. I'll probably be naked. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Actually, yeah, probably be gone too. Indirectly made in China myself. True. Now you're going. Now you're going a little bit too far. <laughs> uh, but look at it this way: they're having an issue. They can't make enough babies. But now they're letting people have what up to? Is it up to three, three. now? Okay. Yeah. See, up to three. But I've also had coworkers who who immigrated here, who's was part of like the one child policy. So like they never had siblings or anything. And the way that they grew up was just like, you know, their parents worked a lot. They didn't really, you know, get to hang out with their parents. And when they think about their childhood, it's just like, it's not that fun. And, and they don't want to bring another kid into world, into this world experience in that type of childhood. And they themselves don't want to have kids. Oh, they don't even ha- want to so, have one. They don't even want to have one. Hmm. So, like, I think it's it's not just like, oh, you know, let's just open it back up and then people will start banging. I feel like a lot of people realize, like, you know what, you know, I don't want to deal with it. I don't I don't know how to interact with kids. Yeah. Because think about it. Like, if you don't have siblings, like, you never dealt with people around your age. You're dealing with, like, your grandparents or, you you know, if you're lucky enough, you might have cousins or whatever. Um but yeah, it just changes their mentality, and I think it's something that was never considered, or wasn't factored in when they kind of enacted that one-child policy. Yeah, there's a lot of factors uh, that go into it as well. I mean, China is, um, you know, a rapidly developing nation, you know, in terms of their economic growth. Um, but with that has come um, all those climate concerns as well, right? And like population concerns. Um, you know, they've got manipulation. Sorry. Uh, You skipped out on the manipulation. Uh, Manipulation concern. No, I said climate, climate concerns, um, and population concerns. Um, you know, China, I mean, the world has to move towards these climate targets, right? China is 
you know, by and large, the, the largest polluter in the world? Do they really need kind of more people there? And also, you know, because not everyone thinks about the collective, right? Um, if you are a parent, that's that's um, right now. Do you want to bring up your child in a world or even a country where you know you can't even breathe the air, where all the species are dying, and you know things are getting worse before they're getting better? Um, there's that consideration where you know it, it's just quite simply going to be harder to breathe. Right? Do you really want to bring a child into this world? Because by all accounts, there's some smart people out there. They know the world's not going to meet these, these climate targets. There's no way. Um, you know, needing yeah. needing the private sector to chip in. You know, they're no, not going to they're not going to do it. And then trying to rely on the public sector to do it. Oh, good luck. Um, I don't know. I mean, those are the considerations. I'm sure not everyone is making them. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough position to be in. I think the biggest thing is like when you say private sector to kind of chip in, uh, I've been kind of brainwashed maybe in, on the subject where I think it's really completely, especially in the type of like economy that we have these days, the last say like 50, 60 years or even 70 years, ever since after World War II, where everything's being mass produced, everyone, we have a lot more shit now than we what an average household would have owned prior to world war ii um yeah I just look around and i'm like there's a lot of stuff we have a lot of items like part of us is a way of changing like we shouldn't we don't need to have so many items but at the same time like all these packaging from from you know companies can they not figure out a way to make it you know biodegradable something a little bit uh better than just plastic yeah i mean i'm sure they can uh you know you you work away from plastic you reduce the reliance on on oil to make that plastic a lot of people don't make that association um but even even when um you put aside like r&d developing greener packaging um transportation all of those costs, but then also there's other factors that they, the private sector will need to invest in because you know they got to protect their bottom line. At the end of the day, let's not pretend that these corporations care about any of us, right, or any of the animals on this planet. Um, think about the insurance costs of like more natural disasters, more wildfires, more floods, um, all of that property being lost, right, and all the things that they're going to have to pay for in the future, uh, medical costs rising because people can't breathe, all those kind of things, um, they're going to want to avoid it. There's going to be incentive for them to to do it. Um, are they going to do it properly and, and quickly enough? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> you, you paint a very like grim picture, and I I hate to also you know say I believe in that too because I have kids or a kid and another one on the way. And it's just like, you're right. It's like, you know, some of our friends don't want to have kids because, like, they don't want to bring another living person into this world. <laughs> into yeah. What, what is it going to be like? And we're talking about, like, everything exponential growth, right? It's, um, the world's going to be different for sure. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, un- uninhabitable, but it's going to definitely be harder to live in from an ecological perspective. Um, 
and that might be a consideration on people's minds uh, in China. Um, but I think we, we talked about this topic. I mean, we could probably save more of this topic for another time. I think we wanted to get to um, what has been on our mind, kind of in the back of our mind, as we watch these NHL playoffs uh, on, on television. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I got my, my jersey in the background. What can we say? We got a picture of the Stanley Cup, something that, you know, Lord knows if I'm going to see it before this world melts away. Go to the Hall of Fame, man. It's there. <laughs> um, what can we say every year, man? Every year. Uh, the disappointment of this team. and It's the hope that kills. Yeah, man. Like... The, the Leafs haven't won a playoff round since you and I were in high school. Uh, that's a long, <laughs> yeah. long fucking time ago. Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't. I don't know. You know when you speak to someone older, when back and when we're in our teens and our twenties, like the passion that we have yeah. when we were standing in Maple Leaf Square, mm-hmm. just watching on the big screen with everyone else and you just look around and whenever you come across someone older i recall strictly back in grade eight my grade eight home uh, home room teacher mr miller was uh he told me like i used to love hockey i used to love going to the games but like i I stopped caring i don't care anymore and i'm just wondering am i getting to that phase where it's just like i would love to see them win yeah but how much effort and energy can I put into this team? You know, I was speaking to someone else recently um, and he's older. He's probably like in, in his late 50s or whatever and, I, you know, it was game, game seven and I was just like, you know, you hype for this? It's like, uh, no, not really. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, what? It's just like, yeah, you know, like I'm Marley's season ticket holder a couple of years back but now, you know, it's just like, oh, it's just a game. I'll, I'll follow it but I'm not going to follow, you know, be be too invested into it. I'm like, shit. How can you not be? And like, I still have that kind of en- energy and like that got that passion. Yeah. But I don't know. Like every single time, even after this defeat, I'm just like, you know, I, I get it. it. It sucks. It stings. I thought we're gonna get a little bit further. Yeah. We're gonna get to experience a couple of rounds. It didn't happen. It- and maybe I had to check out for 48 hours and not, you know, go on any sites and read up anything. Um, but clearly I fell into the rabbit hole of Reddit. Yes. Uh, Leafs forum. Yeah. One of the worst and place on earth. For sure. Like, I don't know if it's because we're, we're Leafs fan and we think we have the worst Leafs, uh, fan base. So fickle, um, here today, gone tomorrow and then back again. Um, it's just, it, it's complete farce. Like, you know what? It's a game. You love it. But how much are you invested in there other than your emotion, right? I mean, we all know, you know, with the whole pandemic situation, we had the North Division. You know, we were a clear heavy favorites to win the division. We won the division. We got the best best matchup on paper. You know, things were supposed to be different. You keep telling yourself. It's like an abusive relationship. Things were supposed to be different this time. And, you know. He's changed. They got up 3-1. He loves me. Um, <laughs> um, they got up 3-1 in the series. Everything was good. But, like, I remember in our chat, we were talking, and I'm like, I'm, like Edmonton, I think, got Edmonton got swept, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Edmonton got swept by Winnipeg. And I'm like, I am not going to talk any shit. Yeah. Even though we're up like three to one, I'm not going to talk shit until we close it out. Because yeah. I don't know, I'm scarred for life. And like the other times that we played in the playoffs, we weren't the favorite. Right? I don't think we were the favorite in, was it 2014, 2013? Um, and then versus Caps, versus. Boston twice, Boston. even versus Columbus, they weren't much worse than us. I mean, we're mm-hmm. better offensively, but you know, all of those times kind of hurt like a lot. This time, you know, losing in overtime twice on giveaways, then that game seven, they just didn't show up at all. Mm-hmm. It was different, right? I mean, I was in the in the you know, emotions of the of the game, you know, telling people don't talk to me until after the game, and then. It was just like, well, I mean, lost again, and that was it. Like, no anger or anything. It was just, well, what usually happens has happened again. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Like, it's, it's like you get in a fight with someone, and then when you're fighting with that person, but that person no longer has a reaction. Yeah. It's just like, fuck, this person doesn't even care. They, they don't care enough to, like be affected by by the outcome pretty much and, and that's and that's where we're at i don't know if it's because we're mature because no it's not know, <laughs> no <laughs> not mature it's just it's just we, we've come to accept that you know maybe we, we might win maybe we're not we might not i i don't know it, at the very beginning i personally thought like montreal had a pretty good 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 team like even at the beginning of the season, yeah. just the way that they were built, mm-hmm. um, they're tough. Like they're huge. They're huge guys. Like they might you might think they're slow, yeah. But when it comes down to it, like look at all those all all the star players that that were in the playoffs, or you know McDavid mm-hmm. couldn't produce Drysaitel couldn't produce, um, you know soon to be maybe McKinnon hopefully not yeah you know, can't can't really produce. Even look at Boston, right? Yeah, Taylor the Hall. The only other team that can, yeah, Taylor Hall. But you know, Tampa Bay's been able to do it, but they had their ups and downs a couple of years ago. Remember, they got swept as well. Yeah, by Columbus They've had their ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and you know, we might be somewhere on that curve, as disappointing as this might be. Now, I think we might be in the stage where we're just rationalizing. Now, we might be the wrong ones. We might be the sick ones right now. <laughs> um, we're kind of just rationalizing for this team, but you know, you look how you know Ovechkin and their team—they've had a good team for a long time, and they only won one cup. And they lost in the first round tons of times before they actually won that cup. So, I mean, I don't—I don't know if we're somewhere on that curve. I mean, you know, it seems like we lack that killer instinct to finish off a series because we've been in this position to win a series before. And just not been able to do it, you know. Even now, like three tries, we, we couldn't do it. Um, but I mean, there's no reason to lose your head over it, right? Um, you know, you're not going to be able to change anything about it. You're just there. You're just a fan. You're sitting on your couch. What are you going to change? Like, be mad yeah. if you want. I think a lot of people are just embarrassed. You know, like I don't know about you, but. Like, embarrassment is one of the worst emotions, right? You don't want to look stupid in front of your peers. 
because yeah. your social group is so important to you, right? Without your social group, you know, you're just like basically alone, right? You want to be respected amongst your peers. You know, your peers see you cheering for this team, and then this team let you down again, and you look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> But what are you going to do? Like, you're going to go and just, like, pick up and then, yeah, like, you know, when you talk to these people, uh, I have a couple of friends that are Montreal Canadian fr- uh, fans, and they were, like, trolling the shit out of me uh, for for a couple of days. And I was just like, what are you going to do? Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to really pick up and then leave and then go somewhere else? Yeah. It, I've been watching this goddamn fucking team since I was, in, you know, grade three when i first got introduced to the game of hockey yeah i remember the first game that was that i watched you know the channel that i watched you know the team that they face yeah you know i know exactly all that i, I recall it i recall you know when in that playoffs that year mm-hmm. where matt and dean scored in overtime i was so hyped mm-hmm. you know, got my posters up you know felix pot fan you know got my own custom goalie mask and i did the whole pot fan thing gilmore everything what am I going to do now? Just chuck out everything and then decide to just start cheering for Seattle? It's it's hard, man. It, it's it's not easy to do. And like all the power to someone who's able to actually do that. Like I can't I can't hate on them for being able to do it. You know, um right now I'm kind of sheltering myself from all this stuff, right? I mean, it is what it is. Um Yeah. <laughs> you know, my cousin's a big Montreal fan. Shea Weber. You can get that Shea Weber stick from Tim Hortons. Perennial All-Star. <laughs> shit, is that him? Yeah, that's him, man. Perennial All-Star. Oh, Hall of Fame. First ballot, baby. Um, <laughs> he's getting trolled for that commercial. Uh, um, but, yeah, I haven't said anything to him about anything. I haven't congratulated his team or anything. I just I stayed off that topic. <laughs> Because uh, I hate yeah. I hate Montreal with a passion. I hate Gallagher and Sherratt. Can't help but be happy for Carey Price, but yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But you know, back onto the Toronto team. Wait, wait, hold on, wait oh, one second ahead. though. Like about the whole the price thing. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a Price fan, and unfortunately, that means that my for him to win it might mean Canadian winning. But if there's any goalie out there that deserves a cup probably him at the top of the list at this point within that's that's active right yeah but then then you but then you think about it man we're fucking we're, we're up there if we were playing in the national hockey leagues these would be our peers like carrie price you got the shea weber yeah you got the Corey perry mm-hmm. um all the old dogs right mm-hmm. to see these guys have one last crack at it and to see that they can do it and they can you know handle these young guns coming up and yeah. still hold their own that's you know, part of me is kind of like rooting for him. Like, you know, I just think if we got Corey Perry instead of like Joe Thorne, we might have been a way edgier team. And he would have pulled us in there and I said, let's get the fuck going. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, it's all. Say what you will about the guy. It's all ifs and buts, right? I used to be a huge Corey Perry fan, right? You know, seeing him go from, you know, a middle, middle six player to a first line, like all star player. Uh, Olympian, MVP. and then like you know, full career come full circle, like back on the fourth line, like taxi squad waivers. You know, same with Joe Thornton. You know, all these guys who are in their prime, 
you know, just showing how old we are. They were in their prime, got up, and now they're all old now and on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is interesting um, from that perspective just to see. I, I can't say, you know, if we could have gotten so-and-so, would we have been better? I mean, we were in first place. What are you going to do, right? It's It's different, like... The way that we play, yeah, that's the biggest gripe is is like people shitting on, on on the players, and and I get it, like the killer instinct, it's it's effort level, right? Hmm. It's it's just getting your mindset. I'm just thinking, like, would I, if I was to put myself in that position, could I be honestly happy with myself? The now, only it, thing you can do in a game like that is just to put forth the effort, right? Maybe they're trying really hard, and like. Who knows? Psychologically speaking, we're never going to experience that. We're never going to experience like sitting there playing and knowing that there's like millions of people watching us yeah. do things. Yeah, and and I don't know if we could even call it an effort issue. Um, a lot of it was nerves. I would say, like the issue is not with the roster on paper. I mean, by all means, the roster that we at the least put out there is the best roster they've had in a long time, even minus Tavares that roster on paper should have won. Um, The problem is likely somewhere between the coach's head and the players. Now, it's all for the management of that team to figure it out. Again, we can't do anything about it. Um, But um, people are taking liberties right now. Um, Like People are getting wild with their imagination. Going directly at a guy like Mitch Marner. He's taking a lot of flack, and yeah, he hasn't scored. Um, you know, he hasn't really shown up in the playoffs, and um, you know, had a, a really good regular season. Same with Austin Matthews, had a record-setting, you know, Maurice Richard winning season. Couldn't score in the playoffs, uh, but Marner's taking a lot of heat. He's taking actually most of the heat right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's just it's unwarranted. People are saying like, oh, you know, he's a greedy bastard. Do you think like if he took less money, he he wouldn't get this much hate? I think personally, like, you know what? At this point, good for him in getting that money because the amount of abuse that he's taken, yeah, you know, I would take take whatever I can. Like this is the premium 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 that <laughs> that Toronto has to pay to keep to keep anyone, to keep people that we draft. Yeah. Uh, we're not you know, we're talking about a player that's top ten. I think top yeah. ten, top fifteen, arguably, um, and he's getting so much abuse by fucking a holes that a doesn't play the game, has never played the game, probably watches the game. The only game that time they've ever played hockey is probably NHL ninety five. Yes, uh, terrible game by the uh, way. NHL ninety four sets the standard. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, it's you know like people that are fools. That, that are saying all this stuff like i'm like come on first of all if we were to put you in that situation you probably shit your pants you probably don't even know where your head's at yeah. if you touch the ice with so many with with the way that the game's going the speed of it if you know unfortunately a lot of these fans can't afford to go to a game and see a game up close yeah. like in real life to actually appreciate the speed that these guys are going at uh on tv everything's a little bit slower um you definitely can't you know yeah go ahead sorry it's it's easier for us to process because we're looking at it from an overhead view. We can see a play develop. Now, put yourself in a POV view. All these friggin' idiots on Reddit have watched a lot of POV stuff. You know what I mean? And 
uh, <laughs> you know, imagine you have to make a decision not knowing what the fuck's coming at you and you're getting hit. These people are telling me, oh, he should have taken a hit. He didn't take a hit. He spun off on it. The dude is fucking 180 pounds soaking wet on a good day. Yep. He's going to take a hit from Shea Weber that's 230 pounds and he got old man strength. That guy would yeah. be dead. A large part of his game is avoiding hits and it's worked for him successfully. You know, for one reason or another. I mean, you can't tell a player, okay, um, you should be now changing that fundamental part of your game and getting drilled into the boards and getting getting hit all the time. I just don't think that's the way or people just look for those easy answers right um a lot of it is systems um the way plays are being run a lot of it is also nerves you can tell the guy don't be nervous right you can't Mm -hmm. tell a professional athlete that you can't tell a professional athlete anything um you know for one reason or another it didn't work right i can't sit there and pinpoint exactly why um you know but to say he doesn't care is crazy right you know, he has he has some nerve issues. Like I'm looking at his like over the glass penalties over the the last playoffs. He's had like four of them in the last like however many playoffs. Um, I don't know. He just but doesn't deserve all this like direct criticism. You know, the team as a whole didn't execute. Yeah, I just think like it's it's people being able to type whatever the hell they want, being able to reach these you know athletes these people and and everyone always say like oh you know they're professional athletes you know you know they get paid millions so they have to kind of deal with this this is what they they signed up for i'm like no i don't think people sign up to be fucking you know shitted on like how do you feel if someone else comes to your workplace to shit on every single thing you do are you is everyone perfect i don't think so yeah that's the thing like everyone thinks that you know the way they judge someone else, they expect perfection from from other people when they don't even have perfection themselves. Yeah, I, you know, I I look at this perspective as well when I'm watching, and I get like I find myself getting annoyed at some of these plays. All oh, this player should have done this, and I'm like, these guys are doing shit perfectly, eighty and ninety percent of the time. Like pass out off the boards, out outlet goals. The, the player is exactly where they're supposed to be. Pass goes, and they go like. 80-90% of the time, that's like perfectly executed, right? The one time they mess up, you know, here and there, and, and your star players have the puck a lot, they will mess up. And I'm like, oh, you should have done that. Like, I know that I'm not justified in saying that. I'm a, I'm a fan, I want things to go well. When they don't, I'm like, well, here's what he should have done. He didn't see that. If he saw a way to do it, he would have done it. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, mentally speaking, it's just... It's so draining. I don't even know. Like, we always say, like, oh, you, maybe we could play. Definitely not. There's no way I can play. You, you wanna, you wanna experience that type of pressure. Go and play a sport like golf, yeah. where you have full control. Nothing's coming at you, and it's all in your head. Yeah, it's between your ears. Like, you have to think about your shot. You have all day to set yourself up to swing that golf club and execute it perfectly. And that's what. He, and that's where he was at. You know, the next day. At the golf course, someone like blew up his his tea time. Someone I think spoiled that he went out golfing, or whatever. Um, I think it was someone in the organization. They think um, really? I was listening to Thirty One Thoughts. And I think someone blew up his spot, and, and then he was taking some heat because he went golfing. What do you want the guy to do? He's not playing hockey anymore. Yeah, dude. He 
even even the exit interview, right? The guy's like shaken, and he already said, like, dude, I spent six months, the last six months, just hanging out by myself, you know, or not hanging out by myself, but like with the team. Afterwards, I don't get to see my family. I don't get to see my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have to stay in isolation just because they don't want to, you know, spread it within the the team and then shutting down the division or whatever. Um, worst case scenario, right? It's just like, imagine for us, we're doing what we're doing, but we're still able to kind of go out, kind of sometimes break the rules. <laughs> These guys can. Yeah. And then they're also getting pressured. And you have so many eyes. You have so many people telling you what you're doing. Man, just sit back and think about sitting through an annual review with your boss. That's just a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Now you have like a million you know, or thousands of people sitting at their computer yeah. giving you a review of how, what you did and what you did, didn't do right. Yeah. You know how pissed you are when you're, when you're sitting there and people give you so much, let's say if your boss gives you so much shit, but they didn't highlight anything that you did right. Mm-hmm. And this is the same guy that was top four in scoring. Like he can, he can play all that. Yeah. But no one talks about that. Everyone's just talking about how much money you make. Like, you know, if I paid you this much, I expect this much from you. I'd be like, fuck you. You know what? <laughs> yeah. They, they didn't pay him. And I'm sure the Leafs organization wanted better results out of him in the playoffs. They didn't get it. Now it's their job to remediate it, right? They'll figure out how to do it. Um, it's not for any of us to say. And we loved Marner when he was putting up whatever, how many points he got in the season. We loved him. Oh, the salary, his contract is so good. Like, he's doing so good. And then, you know, in the playoffs, all of a sudden, the money is an issue. Like, the money is the money. Nothing changed. Yeah. It's like, you know what? People say, trade him. I'm like, what do we, what do we get in? Yeah. Like, as in, like, what's going to come back? Is it going to be just as good? We're not trading him. You're not. There's, There's no, no way. way. You get two, two, two $5 million players. Are those two five million players going to go and elevate the Matthews? I dare I say Matthews without Marner would not have won that uh, trophy this year. How many primary assists are we getting from the from from Mitch Marner or Matthews getting from Mitch Marner? I should check it out. Like that guy. I should check it that out. That guy gets so much leeway. Yeah. Like Matthews gets so much leeway, and I, I just don't understand. Like he's a golden boy. Come on, Mitch Marner. Dude's a hometown talent, mm-hmm. and we never go and then praise him and, and support him. We always come up with a fucking excuse for Austin Matthews. Oh, you know, the security guards shouldn't have bring up, brought it out. They yeah. shouldn't have leaked all this stuff. Oh, you know, COVID, blah, blah, blah. Shouldn't have leaked it out. And then also, like, you know, he's, he's injured. You know, don't play him. You know, his wrists, that's the reason why, oh, he's playing with a shoulder injury, blah, blah, blah. We come up with all these excuses. This guy is supposed to be, like, fucking dominant, top three player in the league. Where is it? Yeah. Where's that intensity? That dude needs to stop chatting with Justin Bieber. Stop freaking, like, grooming his mustache. And and work work on that intensity. Just bring it. I mean, I can I'm agree like, with... No, no, well, I, I don't want to shit on him on that. Yeah, one, but, I, I can agree I with mean, some of that. Of, but, yeah. you know, he had a prolific season. It was an amazing season. And, I mean, even without Marner, maybe he gets less goals, but I think he still wins, um, you know, top goal score either way. You know, he's scoring from anywhere and everywhere. Like, the puck's on his stick and he's scoring, um, regardless of, you know, who's passing it to him. Uh, certainly a prolific playmaker does help with that. Um, but, again, he didn't produce either. 
in the playoffs. He didn't produce. You know, he's supposed to be, you know, the franchise. Um, so there's an issue there. Marner gets a lot of flack. He's usually the one carrying that puck. You know, your your puck carriers will have turnovers. It happens, right? Um, he gets flack for that puck over the glass. Uh, he doesn't score, which is a, it's an issue. He's not a threat to score right now. So that's why he's taking it. But, I mean, think about the crazy circuit, crazy logic that you're thinking of. The player who historically hasn't scored is not scoring. So fuck that guy. Um, but the guy who we want to score, or we know has scored, is not scoring. Ah, it's all right. Right? It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird like that. But, you know, the team does have some issues. You know, the power play doesn't have those legit scoring threats. Um, but, again, that's that's another issue for another day for management to take care of. And maybe we'll see them next October when we turn on our TV. Um, who we kidding? I'll be who there we kidding? My jersey. Who we kidding, right? Uh, look at this. Yeah. This basement is decked out with Leaf stuff. So I won't yeah. be cheering for the Kraken anytime soon. Um, <laughs> I think before we wrapped up, I wanted to like transition that whole like bullying athletes thing to talk about like also the way. Um, I mean, the whole incidents that happened. What was it at? Is that Boston Garden or TD Garden, whatever they're calling it? Uh, someone threw the bottle at was it Irving? Yep. Right. You know these fans taking liberties with these with these athletes. Um, you know fans are now starting to get out and be able to see all these sporting events, but like they're like savage wild animals, right? Um, yeah. They're not treating these athletes like humans, right? They're throwing stuff at them. You know where where else in society can you even do that and get away with it? You think you can get away with it? Like on that level, it's just kind of weird the way that they abuse these athletes. Um, you know, some of us was racial too. Like I've, I've heard about some racial stuff that was being said to some other uh, NBA players. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. When when it's involved in like NBA, there's always that racial aspect, right? Yeah, um, it had to be Boston too. Yeah, most racist city. I don't know there. if you. I don't. I'm not signed. I'm not trying to justify why why the fan did it. Or if he was right in doing it, definitely not right. Um, but is Kyrie the biggest farce in the NBA? The dude that's like full of shit, that thinks he is like above everything, that he's like on an intellectual level way, way ahead than everyone and everyone else is just a dumbass. Um, all because he went to Duke for all of like four months. Uh, I don't even think Duke is a good university to begin with, but... Um, but the thing is, it's like if someone's all about on on a different plane, and has a third eye and all that, why does he do such petty shit? Like walk into the center court on purpose to purposefully stomp on, like the Boston logo, the Celtic, yeah. you know, the dude, the the leprechaun, yeah, uh, in the face, like, uh, uh, that's gonna trigger someone, yeah. especially after you went and like destroyed their team. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, I mean. You yourself was the one that was part of the team. You know, they traded away a bunch of pieces for you, mm -hmm. and then you don't come back, and then, in fact, you play with them. You don't play, you know, you sit out on purpose and all that stuff, and then, you know, like, there's a whole backstory to it. Yeah, I, I mean... For, for the Kyrie thing, I'm, it would be racist. It's more so like... Oh, no, it, 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 it's... Franchise. It's Boston. Let's... <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah fine. Let's not... Okay. Uh, 
let's not give them a free pass here. But, you know, I agree with you there. I mean, there's certain things that, you know, he did that might have led up to it. Certainly he's not a completely innocent party. What that fan did was wrong. Um, just these athletes, man, just, I don't know. You know, how much do we expect out of these athletes? We're just they're going to pretend that, yes, they're exceptional um, in their physical capabilities and their execution of the, their sport that they're in, but they're, they're, they're humans at the end of the day, right? Why do we play games? Or why do most animals play, right? It's part of their development and um, you know, socialization, but it's important you know, f- to play as a part of your life, right? You know, most animals actually do play. Um, humans no different. Right? Why do humans put all this weight on on sports games? Right? I mean, there's a lot of money around it, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. the The expectations are, are way too high. You know, I, I want to talk about Naomi Osaka too. She dropped out of was the French Open. Yeah. Um, you know, she's had these depression issues since you know, 2018, and she didn't want to do the yeah. press conferences. They're like, "We're gonna find you." $15,000. Like, yeah. How is that response acceptable? I don't get it. Yeah, especially especially in this time in this atmosphere like environment, right, where everyone talks about mental health. It's important. Like imagine your employer did that to you, right? Like your employer is supposed to respect all of that. Like even before, okay, so let's say it was like, you know, 10, 20 years ago, people would just laugh in your face if you said mental health, right? Now it's like you you got to respect that. Um, you know, the way I see it, she didn't want to be a distraction. She dropped out because she really didn't want to do those press conferences. But, you know, she's the the highest paid woman athlete right now. Uh, she's oh, really? the number okay. two ranked female player in tennis. You're telling me that her dropping out of the tournament is good for business? Yeah. That's true. It doesn't make like, any I mean, sense, man. Like make an accommodation like for her. Guards. Make an accommodation for her. Like sit. Okay, sit, hear her concern. Sit down with her. Say, okay, how can we? How can we figure this out? How can we do something the way you want to do it, or make a compromise so that we can actually like have you still play? Because you know financially now, okay, Naomi Osaka, Osaka um, dropped out. Now people are turning off the TV. Like no one's watching those ads. Like, yeah, you just fucked up. Yeah, I think it's also like, who the hell cares about these these interviews? Half the time, like ninety nine percent of the time, you're not gonna get like an honest answer. You're gonna get the cookie cutter answers all the time. Like, yeah, you know, like I should have focused more. You know, next time, next next game or next match when I show up. You know, I'm gonna try and show up early. You know, put on my right shoe first before my left. Yep. Keep my ritual going. Mm-hmm. It's the same bullshit stuff. You know, why don't you just go and you know write the same shit? Like you, you sports writer already have an idea of what they want to write. Yeah, <laughs> like, they do. Why even bother? And they all and it's just like there's w- different ways to promote it. It's like they always think, oh, without us, you you won't have that exposure. I'm like, hello. It's not 1970 here. Everyone has a cell phone these days. Yep. She has a Twitter account. She has an Instagram, TikTok. If she wants to put her image out there, she can put her image out there. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. You know, no one really relies on these press conferences anymore. Most most of these reporters ask dumb questions. 
So, I mean, yeah. ask stupid questions, get stupid answers for the most of the part. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, big mistake on their part. She gets a lot of flack for it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Again, I know I'm pulling the race card several times in this episode, but, you know, race has to be involved in it somehow. You know, maybe even gender. Um, for that perspective, you know, they look at her and say, you know, shut up and play, right? Um, yeah. Can you imagine if it was like Serena Williams? Like all these titles that she's won or whatever, you know, she built like a house. Imagine if she said her men's also. Go ahead. There's also that ra- racial thing there, there too, right? Because she's built like a house. Yeah. And they they, they kind of go back to the fact that, you know, you know she's black. Yeah. You know, she can dominate physically against other other females. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like there's there's a whole storyline about how Serena Williams coming back can you know it has never been done. Like talking about giving birth and being a mother and winning a Grand Slam hasn't been done before. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, this yeah that whole situation when I heard it, it's kind of stupid. Like like you said, they shot themselves in the foot. Now no one watches. I don't even know French Open still going on. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't have known about the French Open had this scandal not happened. So maybe this I, was good <laughs> in the long run for them. Maybe I'll watch tennis now. Who knows? Except everyone else is like all all got eliminated anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, Where's Milos? Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that guy needs to check in too. Yeah. Man, long, long pod. Yeah, I mean, I try to always want to keep it a little bit shorter, but the last last few have gone really long. Hey, when the train keeps going, when the train is moving, you just got to let it ride, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It was good catching up. Hopefully, you know, I, I know we were talking about a couple of topics earlier before we had to jump in on the Leafs thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's quite a few that I do want to touch on. Uh, so hopefully we'll, we'll get to chat earlier or sooner rather than later yeah alright man All right. peace peace